Hello, and welcome to the New Beginnings Discipleship Ministry Podcast. Here, we share the Word of God for all people to understand that they are born on purpose, for a purpose, and with purpose. A desire is for everyone to not just know what their purpose is, but to live it out. We believe we are designed to live out a kingdom lifestyle that aligns to the kingdom of God and the word of God. Now go ahead and grab something to write with, make room wherever you are at, and prepare your heart, mind, and soul for another amazing word from God. Here we go. So uh, I guess I'd like to just open with a quick word of prayer, and then we'll start inviting uh, Jasmine up and maybe the twins after that and kind of go right down the line. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. Lord God, we thank you for the many different ways that you continue to bless us, particularly in the ways that we don't even recognize. So Lord God, open our eyes, open our hearts, open our minds to the things of you. Lord God, we love you, we need you, and we thank you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So let's, if we can... Jasmine, would you like to share about your experience in, in Mexico? Jasmine. Jasmine. Hello. It was my second time going, and this time I think I had a lot of personal growth. I learned I needed to work on seeking God's face more, and that I wasn't doing that as much as I thought I was in that I needed to have as much faith as the kids and everybody there. Because like, for example, the kids, they've been through a lot and that they still had complete faith in God. They didn't doubt, they didn't have any second guesses or anything. Oh, amen. Amen. You did blossom beautifully, Jasmine. Beautifully. Yeah. Very proud of you. Absolutely. So Jasmine, if I could ask you, um, what would have been your your uh, favorite part of the trip or or maybe even your biggest struggle with the trip? Um, my favorite part was seeing the kids in the Alamar, seeing how much faith the people who, because like the one guy who um, was beat up on the side of the road and got, he lost everything and I believe one of his legs got amputated. Yeah, yeah. And he still had complete faith in God and didn't doubt anything. Yeah, that's that's hard to to think that a person can live in a in those conditions where there's there's nothing. I mean, they this is a community. The Alamar that she speaks of, it's a community that uh, basically just tar paper shacks and whatever they can construct to make a little little home or a hut out of. And Jasmine and I and one of the translators had the opportunity to go for a little walk and see a little bit more of that community in in depth. And uh, it's definitely an eye-opening experience, guys. There's no doubt about it. Anything else, honey? Okay. Would you introduce yourself and then, then share about your experience? I'm Karen, and this is our, our first year going and we met a lot of people and we walked when we went to the airport we walked 
together and everybody looked at us like, and then they wanted to know. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. And, um. Double trouble, yeah. You're your double trouble. And, um, we met a lot, we met a lot of people. We met the translator, and they fell in love with us, and the kids, and especially the, um, the lady with the twins. Maria, the pastor's Maria, and uh, she seen, she heard that there was two twins coming up, and um, so she wanted, she went and she said, well, she's going to see her twins and us. Yeah, that's right. That's right. A, a little bit about that was her health isn't real good. And she, yeah. she's very concerned that she may not have the opportunity to, to see, see her, her children, children. At, an older, at, a, at an older age. And when she saw you two, her, her, she said her heart just leapt. Yeah. That uh, she has a, had a visual of what her children may look like when they're older, serving the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And we... Stay here. Don't run off yet. You, you're fine. Go ahead and talk. But I want you both to stay here for a minute. And this is my first time, too. Um, Introduce yourself. I'm Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> And and I like I like the uh, kids and stuff like that and and and, and stuff and, and they um they come up to us and sing what what the um what what we were being I mean what came to us and stuff like that. Yep. That's all I gotta say. Which which one of which one of you um had the the child put the stickers on me there you go he put he put all oh, stickers all over me yeah they were they were sharing a craft a vbs kind of a craft and the one little boy was was just being a little not he really engaged to be uh just didn't want to put it on the on paper he wanted to put it on me so she literally had her eyes covered, her nose was covered, her mouth, her ears were covered in these little plastic stickers or rubber stickers. Yeah. It, was, it was quite adorable to watch yeah. how, how he then kind of blossomed out of his shell and his little rebellion that he was throwing to, uh, yeah. to really want to warm up to both of the girls and the rest of the team as well. Yeah. So I want to, I'm curious... <laughs> did you girls did somebody pay your way for you to go no no. you earned it yourself right yep, yep we earned it ourselves we got for our hospital our birthday money and our Christmas money and stuff like that that's right so you you earned your own way yep, yep. I'm gonna earn our way next year too that's right um what kind of, uh, if I can ask, what kind of things did you do to prepare for the trip? Was there um, um, any of your experiences with the street ministry here help out? Yeah. Any yeah. Of yeah. 
How about the, the training? The yeah. Coming to church regularly? Yeah. Coming, um, coming to meetings and stuff like that. And everything. So the training sessions were a, a big help for you as well? Yeah. At, very good. Very good. Um, anything else? No. Have they ever prayed before out loud? No. There you go. Did you so, pray? Yeah. Yeah. And did you have special prayer assignments? Yeah. Yeah. Did you help with the fundraising? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to go again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done. Okay, I'm done. Was it was it hard work? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Walking out of Mexico to to yes. get through the border, we yeah. we have to we walk through the border uh -huh. crossing. Mm -hmm. That that's that a challenge. A yeah. Yeah. Did you see any miracle signs and wonders while you were in? Yeah. You said you were done. No. I'm not done. <laughs> I'm not done. Miracle signs and wonders. Did you see them? Did people give their life to the Lord? Yeah. Yes. A lot of them. Did did people receive the Holy Spirit? Yeah. yeah. A lot of them? Yeah. Quite a few, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Charlie, Barb, either one or both. Oh, look at that behind the back toss there with the mic. You guys missed it. <laughs> I had a blast in Tijuana. I want to go back again. This is my second year that I went, but... When we were at the ladies' mission, uh, I, I probably played the five women, and the last one that had the tattoos all over, I gave her a hug, and she, she told me, this is the first time that somebody's hugged me without either raping me or abusing me or getting me on drugs. And she really appreciated it and broke my heart. But... Feeding the kids, that was a blast. I mean, you could see the joy in their eye just getting hot dogs from you. And oranges, it was a miracle to me. But I miss everybody in Mexico already. Yeah. I had a blast there. We worked hard, yes, but it was worth what we did. We did it for the Lord, and I appreciate it. And I'm, I'm waiting to go back again. And go to the chicken place. Yeah. Thank God we got to go to that. <laughs> it wasn't on the list, but the list. Yeah, but we got to go finally. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean everybody put in their work, and we all worked together as a team, mm -hmm. and it was beautiful. We, I just can't wait to go back. You you shared that um, this was your second trip, I believe. Yes. So two years ago. Um, I believe you really, you weren't in the same place as what you are now, right? Oh, no. I wasn't even near it. <laughs> so what would you say has changed with your walk with the Lord? Oh, I've accepted him more. All my teammates are helping me out, learn more about God. And reading the Bible helps. And I just enjoy it. I'm, he's opened up my heart. And now you're able to do those things here in, in our hometown. Right? And I can pray to people, and it doesn't scare me to death. 
like yeah. it used to. Right. I didn't want to open my mouth. <laughs> I but now, I'm right yeah. there with you. I didn't want to either. <laughs> yeah, that's scary. <laughs> but yeah. now, it's easy. There you go. I mean, I'd be a long speecher, but I can, I can pray for him at least. Yeah. And I enjoy it. So did you witness any miracle signs or wonders? Uh, yeah, when... I fell down. <laughs> when she was outside with you and the car backfired, that was, that was funny. Oh, with the, yeah. The twins, they, they forgot to share one of the things about... Uh, we were standing outside the candy store. And um, was it Sharon? Yeah. yeah, Sharon was the one that was standing there, and some of them was in the candy store, and some was in the grocery store, and there was just two or three of us or so standing outside there, and Fernie was our translator and, and van driver that we rode, rode with most all of the week, and um, it, it was just point-on timing where, in a distance, th this car backfired, and it just, like, loud boom went off, and... All of a sudden, you heard, heard Sharon go, Oh, Fernie, they got your girl. <laughs> I about fell over. I mean, the timing was just spot on. It was just, I mean, they're hilarious to be around. I, I love those girls. So, yeah, that was, that was pretty. Most pretty of my life was just seeing the joy in the people's faces when you give them food. Yeah. yeah. Like they've. It was a miracle to them. They, they don't get it all the time. Yeah. And they appreciate it. That's, what, that's what's good about it. They open up their hearts to you. Right. But we had prayed for that as well, correct? Yes, we have here every Monday. So for months, we prayed. We fasted. Yeah. We worshiped. We did all of these things, trusting and believing that God was going to deliver on his promises, right? And he did. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a miracle. So, I know this is probably going to touch a spot, and, and I don't, if I go too far, just tell me, okay? But when, when Barb received the Holy Spirit that day, you were concerned. Yeah, I thought her heart gave out. <laughs> but with, with valid reason. You'd, you'd had prior experience with, with your former wife, and that was difficult. Yes, very and, difficult. And Barb does have a pacemaker. And so he, it was an unfamiliar scenario for him. Okay? So God is going to stretch us in many different ways. But when we're obedient, we're going to learn. We're going to grow. And we're going to receive the blessings from the Lord that he has in store for us. Amen. Amen. Right? Amen. God blessing you. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Many Thank ways. You. Thank you, brother. No, that's all to you. <laughs> no, this was my 10th year. Um, as always, it's so amazing. But this year, I really grew more than... I have in the past years just so many miracles and things that happened just like we were at the feeding kitchen and the pastor there was saying she couldn't check her blood sugar very much because the strips are so very expensive I said wait a minute I got some in my in the truck in the van so I ran out to the van and got them 
And then I sent her like 11 bottles of them because Medicare gives them to me. Did you really run? No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm teasing. No, I didn't run. I hobbled. I hobbled to the, to the van. Right. The, the specific yeah. machine that right. she had. And there's anybody that's diabetic knows there's probably a hundred different machines out there. And every machine has different strips. You can't use one strip on another machine. And it was just such a miracle that she used the exact same one I had Praise and the Lord. exact same thing. So, and of course the kids, I just, I want to take them all home. And I want to take her baby home. <laughs> I've just always had a heart for kids and the love for children. And someday we're going to go to Tijuana and open an orphanage. I Open up a chosen. Oh. <laughs> no, we are not going to open an orphanage. We are going to open a chosen children's ministry. <laughs> Praise the Lord. To minister to our kids and love them. So y'all can come and help us. Amen. So it was, like I say, so amazing. Um, and when. I felt, I, I was, I thought I was possessed. I didn't, I don't know all the whole understandings about when the Holy Spirit fills you. I thought, oh man, I got demons in me or I got something really bad. But Apostle says I don't, so. <laughs> <laughs> but what was so cool is when I went down, I seen the blue sky and in the corner of the picture, I seen my mother, Amen. and she's been gone 30 years. Amen. So it, just believe in God and trust in him and follow him, and you'll get closer to God, and it's just so amazing. Amen. And, of course, I'll go back next year because I've got two daughter-in-laws that are going next year and my granddaughter. And some other friends that skipped out. So, and maybe my other granddaughter. You just never know. So are you going to do anything in the meantime? Yeah, I'm going to keep praying that, uh, you know, I got the big 7-0 this year. I'm going to be 70. Not too many people go on mission trips at 70, but I'm going. So are you going to do any ministry while you're here? Oh, yeah. I can't miss the street ministries. They're just, and what's so cool is we, had, we did last time because my granddaughter was in Special Olympics, and that's something very, very special that we go to every year. So we went to this one guy, the one guy that's blind that we always go to every year. James. I know. I always do this. <laughs> uh, and it was really cool that he said, hey, where's Charlie and Barb? And he, he's blind. So how did he know we weren't there? So. He's, he listens. He knows. Yeah. So. No, I love the homeless. It's we've got a lot of good friends out there. And just because you're homeless, that doesn't make, that doesn't make you any different. God loves you. And, you know, it's. 
because some of the people there, we've talked a lot with them, and, you know, COVID came, they lost their job, they lost their car, they lost their apartment. So what do you do? If you can't go to the shelter, you live on the street. So, and what kills us the most is the vets. Charlie's a 20-year vet, and to see those vets on the street. So, but anyway, I've talked enough. <laughs> okay. Um, any, uh, anything else, Charlie, that, that you want to share? Yeah, I want to start making money for the next year. Okay. We'll get on that. We'll talk about that next week. Great, because I've got a lot of stuff to give away for that, uh, your 141 sales there. Okay. So. We can always use help with fundraisers, folks, as well. Amen. Greatly appreciate it. Amen. All right. How about, how about my lovely? You want to? Uh, no, I want Pastor. I have a little video. Oh, okay. I asked OC this morning to play a little video for y'all. This is a video that we normally play inside the prisons at Brothers in Blue weekends. It's a little dated on the video, but it goes along with the part that I want to share. Amen. Just a couple minutes. I mean, you, you go to church, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I do. Yeah, so what, what are your thoughts on, on God and church and heaven and stuff all great questions just uh it's it needs to be answered pretty deep question for out on the lawn this morning i do have a lot of thoughts on that particular issue sam you rang that's mike what took you so long he was just asking me kind of what i believe gotcha i'll take it from here thanks see you guys okay well first of all sam believes the bible's the inspired infallible word of god Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross as a, a propitiation. I'm sure your dad's going to start coming to the games. You know? Once the divorce is funny, how things get better. Pastor, can I, can I get a minute? Uh, not really. I'm, I'm babysitting. I've got some groceries to deliver and bill. I'm That's great. For Look, hey... Jack over here needs somebody to show him the love of Christ. Dad's a real jerk. You know, you got the counseling background. You got tickets to a game. We are late. Maybe just a round of catch to show him, hey, somebody cares. Yeah, well, you know, see you Sunday. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, buddy. Yeah, I'm feeling okay, but the place is falling apart. I just don't know what to do. Every last dollar goes to the doctor. What can be done? Uh, wow, I don't, I don't know. That's, that sounds really sad. Somebody need a minister? Oh, pastor. Great. Um, she can't take care of her house. There's got to be something someone can do for her, right? You mean help her out? Uh, meet her needs? That's a great idea. Why did I think of that? <laughs> don't know. I, you know. I just did preach a 16-week series on showing love in practical ways. Oh, yeah. Hey, great series. Good luck, huh? <laughs> Actually, I was just helping an older woman walk across the street. I left her in the median. Hi. Yeah, nice, right, Pastor? Right? 
I would venture to guess that there isn't anybody in here that at a time didn't wish they had a beeper. That I could beep apostle and say, tag apostle. I'm pointing at you, but you're really apostle. Um, tag apostle, you're it. Tag Kamika, you're it. Tag, you're it. Because sometimes we go to Bible study, we go to different things, and we never actionize what we've learned. And that's one of the things that really was very, very um, impactful to me as we went on this trip this year. Because normally Apostle Moody is there, normally Angie is there, and they each provide um, so much support and so much, they do a lot. They just do a lot there. But none of us really have had to fill those voids and do what they weren't able to do because they weren't there. And so um, I, I don't know if any of you watched Chicago Fire, but um, you know, I believe that our team was like Sylvie or Gabby or Violet. We were the spiritual EMTs on this week while we were there. And what struck me is, is that we need to be the spiritual EMTs right here in our own community. There are people that have the same needs that we met in Mexico here. Same needs. Some of them need a vitamin called Jesus Christ. Some of them need to be hydrated with the word, God's word of love. Some of them need uh, just encouragement and get them to a hospital. And so a hospital is really a training ground for us sinners, right? That's here. That's New Beginnings Discipleship Ministries. So what we do is we bring our friends who are broken like we used to be broken and we've since healed, hopefully, and then we bring them here to get trained up the way that we've been trained up. But if we don't take that training, if we come to Bible study, and if all of you are sitting here, you're all invited to be here Thursday night for Bible study, especially if you plan on going with us on the trip, because not only do you get trained up sitting here, but you get special training at the Bible study and then also at our meetings. So you get kind of triple dipped in the training and it really helps. But Ms. Velda, thank you very much for the scenarios that you gave us. I know we didn't do them all, but that's critical for us to like practice how to do what we say we believe. If greater is he who lives in me, I shouldn't be fearful to go to Tijuana, Mexico. Greater is he who lives in me. So if you're afraid of the blood on the mission field, I'll call it, then you need to deal with the fear. You need to figure out here what to do with the fear to go there or to go out on Street Kings or to even do the pantry sometimes because it can be ugly out there. But we have the victory like was spoke this morning. We have the victory. Um, so one of the things that we um, had to do is um, realize that we could do all things, all the things. And so normally, um, every morning we get up and we have worship service, worship time together. Apostle leads the worship. Who's going to lead the worship? George? Who's going to lead the worship? George is like, I'm out. Uh, not me. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's okay. So I'm like, okay, well, so the first morning I'm like, okay, I'll lead the worship. And then I'm like, this will not be, I told all 13 people that were there, this will not be Apostle Moody worship. This will be one of her, one of her offsprings worship, right? And so I'm going to do it my way, which is God's way through me. And that's what we did. And it was beautiful. It was a beautiful thing. And then I said at the end, does anybody else want to lead worship? And my beautiful sister here said, sure, the next day I'll do it. 
So Bridget gets up and leads the worship. And this is her second year going, people. Second year. But she's grown so much. So much. She goes to our um, ALM class. She's part of that first apostle leadership mentoring class. Rhonda, Bridget, and I are the three in that class right now. So if you're in that class, dig in. Buckle down. Get all you can get from that and then join us on the trip if you so choose if God leads you. Um, so then, and then our other brother, Fernando, who was here a couple weeks ago, he led some of the worship. It was powerful. It was powerful. We experienced things that we've never experienced before. We know that when Apostle Moody prays for people, sometimes they wind up on the ground. When Bridget prayed for the people, people wound up on the ground. When I prayed for people, they wound up on the ground. When my husband <laughs> prayed for people, they wound up on the ground. And there's others on the team. But since they're right here, I'm pointing at them. Even some of our team members wound up on the ground, like Miss Barbie shared, for the very first time in their lives. So, so God doesn't just use Apostle Moody. He desired to use us. But because we peed, uh, beepered all the time, right? We never had that on-the-job training. But this year was on-the-job training for us. It really was. Thank you, Lord, because it raised us up. Not anyone on the team disappointed. Everybody stepped up. What was that F word that you gave me this morning? Uh, it's, a good, it's a good F word. Um, flourished. Flourished. That's flourished. it. Yeah. I, I, can't, I, can't, I know it starts with an F. I can't remember. I can't remember. Flourished. Everybody flourished. They did. They did. I think that they didn't realize that it was inside of them, but now they saw it. They can't unsee it, right? Okay, so that power, that experience is sitting here. We were an apostolic emergency team there. We all need to be the apostolic emergency team here in Des Moines, Iowa. Granger, where we live, wherever we live, we need to be that, right? So if you're waiting for Apostle to do it, please don't. Amen. Step up and do it. Like these young ladies over here. I, hats off to them. I believed God told us. Well, we went down to Tijuana believing we were going to have revival fire. Amen. We didn't know what revival fire looked like, but we knew we were going into revival fire, and we knew we were going to see miracle signs and wonders. I heard the Lord say, we're going to see miracle signs and wonders through the twins. Amen. What does that look like? I don't know, but God showed us time and time and time again. And that wasn't just them, but through everybody. But the revival fire needed to happen, and this is the part I guess I'm going to probably end on because I think I'm kind of windy. Um, I get excited. God woke me up at 4.30 this morning and said, well, what? tell him this. Well, tell him this. Don't forget this. This is really important. Okay, what was I going to say? <laughs> Huh? You were going to end up. I know. What was it? <laughs> no, I don't know, Bridget. Help me. We, we, well, here, I'm going to go here because I can't think of it. Maybe it'll come to me. We kind of had a, you know how we were like special forces there. I know what it is. Hydration. Don't let me forget. Um, <laughs> we had this special song that we sang two weeks ago, Set a Fire. It would wake us up in the middle of the night. It would. It would. Ah, encende fuego in my corazón, in my heart set a fire in my heart, you would wake up singing it to yourself, right, Bridget? Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Even our friend Nancy from Nebraska, I told her one day, I said, all I can keep hearing to myself is Guillermo's 
I still, I can't even do it now because I'm thinking about the hydration. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's all good. When we got to Mexico, though, folks, the reason why I believe it's important about the EMT stuff um, to be kingdom and accessory prayer warriors, prayer team, for everything, is because we saw in the missionaries that were in country a very much needed uh, wilderness place. So, so dry. They needed, they needed us to come. And they even told us on the last night when we, um, we have a big kind of like a celebration, we all usually cry, but it's a celebration of we're going home and um, that's why we cry is because we're sad that we're leaving and we don't get to work with them on an ongoing basis, have breakfast with them every morning. But um, they said they wondered what this year would look like because Apostle Moody wasn't here. And they know that Apostle Moody does this and Angie does this and Apostle Moody does this. Who was going to fill those gaps? Thirteen other people filled those gaps. Thirteen other people watered them. Thirteen other people ministered to them. Thirteen other people did it, and it was so very critical. We have um, our Kingdom Intercessory Prayer Team prays for Barkina Faso. I don't know if that's exactly right, but we have some people that are in the country in Africa. We need to be praying for them because they go through stuff that we can't even begin to imagine. The missionaries in Mexico go through things we can't even begin to imagine. They need support from us. They need love, encouragement. They need someone to stand and touch and agree with them. So that's why it was so critical for us to pray every Monday nights, to be praying for them in preparation. But never did I believe that we were going to be there to revive them, to provide CPR to them. But that's exactly what we were called to do, wasn't it? We had to do that because they needed it. They needed it desperately. So I had more things wrote down on that paper, but I think it was for me. I think God wanted me to remember how much I love going to Tijuana, Mexico. Um, the first year I went um, as a single lady, I went thinking I was going to um, go on a mission trip and check that box off. I couldn't do that because God changed my heart. I love the people of Tijuana, Mexico. I can't imagine not ever going back. And I'm like Barbie, I'm not a youngster, but we're going to keep going. And like we've told our children, if something happens to me while I'm in country, hallelujah, because I'm doing what the Lord's called me to do, what better way to go out? What better way to go out, right? Thank you, beautiful one. So I got a couple of props here. Before we left, um, our, our theme here at, uh, this year is uh, steadfast. And my wife uh, bought me this camel hat to go with the shirt, but it, it, if you can't read it, it says hold fast, which was as close to, I don't know how you'd write steadfast across the front of any hat. That's pretty long anyway. But... Um, it's just a constant vivid reminder of the foundation that we get when we're here every week, when we're in Bible study every week, when we actually apply what we've learned, um, the, the training sessions that we have with our missions team, every bit of it is, is critical to our continued growth. Um, even one-on-one -on -one conversations with Pastor Vince or O.C. or Apostle Stephanie or Kamika, 
um, each one of those, or even Valda and, and any of them that is in leadership role here, Rhonda certainly, um, those conversations are an opportunity for us to continue to grow. And I just, I just encourage each and every one of you to seek these people out to uh, continue to press in and, and learn and grow. So we've heard a lot of things, and, and uh, the, the crazy number of people that gave their life to the Lord, what a blessing. I mean, day one at the homeless, um, 10, 12, 13, 13 people gave their life to the Lord. Um, each day, it seemed like somebody gave their life to the Lord. But then on Wednesday, we did a revival service. There were three or four that day. And then, um, you can come back up and share it. This is one of the things the Lord reminded me of. On that Wednesday, very few people came forward, and we expected a lot of people to come. But there was a little girl, um, I'm going to say she's older than Jersey, um, I don't know, seven, maybe seven years old. So uh, Fernando and his wife are ministering to some people and they have some of our team come forward and ask us to pray with the people. This little girl comes forward, so my translator Armando is is standing beside me. And so we communicate with this little girl and we say... um, she wants prayer for her family. She wants prayer for her mom and her grandma. They're at this event, but she, the little seven-year-old, is the one who came forward and asked for prayer. Hmm. So um, little children shall lead them. So we said, go get your mom and your grandma and have them come. She smiles and off she goes. Then she comes back. No grandma, no mom. No, they're not going to come. So I just looked her square in the face and I said, that's okay, baby girl, we're going to pray then. So we went ahead and we prayed. A while later, I told Armando, I want a picture of this little girl so I can continue to pray for her because I told her during the prayer, a couple of things I remember was how bold it was, how bold she was to come up there to seek. She knew, she knew she needed to come. She knew that her family needed prayer. So I said, I want to get a picture with this little girl so I can pray with her um, throughout the year. And um, so we found the little girl, and the mom and the grandma wanted to be in the picture with us. Hmm. But they didn't want to come for the prayers. Who does that? I don't know. It didn't make sense to me. They're in my picture. I'm praying for them, too. It's not that I'm not praying for them. But it's just the fact that I want you all to know that our children do, the children do lead us. They do. Our children, our young disciples, on Wednesday nights, on the Bible studies, they're on fire for the Lord. You don't, they fight over who gets to pray. They fight over answering the questions. Anyway, I just thought that was a powerful experience to see that seven-year-old girl come forward seeking, seeking something from the Lord. Sorry, husband. And that was a truly a blessing as well. So that night, um, many of the, the staff, mo- a lot of the, we were hoping that the community on the outside was where the revival, I think, and the fire was to be set. And I believe that happened. But what was also key was, as it's kind of been said before, the, the ministry staff 
at that church received. They received in a big and a powerful way that they can't unsee that as well. So we were blessed to be able to be a part of that as well. The next day when um, we were out at the feeding kitchen and the, the Pastor Abellino's ministry, um, what an amazing day out there. Uh, some of the things that happened were planned, some were spontaneous, but it was, it was amazing because as Pastor uh, Fernando Noriego, our, our part of our team, uh, the reason I, I want to clarify that is because one of our translators is Fernando as well. So the one that was on our team, he was, he was sharing the message. Now he's born and raised in Juarez and uh, lives here in the States for 20 some years or better. But it's always been on his heart to go back and to share. And I think he shared those things before when, when he spoke. The day when Charlie and I were behind him praying and covering him in prayer, and when he offered up at the altar call, and half, uh, there was probably 60 people or better that were in, in the adult audience, and over half of them stood up and wanted to give their life to the Lord, and he walked them through that as well. And to know that each one of these people have a ministry close to them. Even the homeless people, the, one of the things that's very important for us is to know that, that if someone gives their life to the Lord, that there's also a place and, and people that are willing and, and they're capable of continuing to disciple them so that the devil don't just pick them off. So even the homeless ministry, when we go down there, we were, this year we were in a church parking lot. And so it's, it was like all they had to do is walk in the doors. Once they receive the Lord, then, they, then it's up to them to walk in the door, to continue to walk it out. But the opportunity is there. So that's a true blessing. But when over 30 people stood up and wanted to receive it, and as that's happening, I look at over on the side of the building, um, our, the building coordinator and one of the, the uh, staff helpers at Puente are off on the side sharing his testimony of how he had been imprisoned in, uh, in Oklahoma and sharing his, his faith walk. And the teenagers are hearing the gospel message over there with him. And to know that some of our ladies are inside the, the feeding kitchen sharing with the children. Like, like Terry said and, and everybody here, everybody played a part. Everybody stepped up. It was, it was just incredible to witness. But um, as, as this, this trip was unfolding, there's, uh, I wear many different hats. This is just one of them, but uh, it's always a, a challenge and a, and a struggle for me to know when, when you're working with a, a moving ministry uh, where you're here in the morning and then you're going over here in the afternoon and then you've got to be back over here by a certain time in the evening. 
how much time we can spend at each place and yet allow the Spirit of God to move. It's, it's much easier to come to service and stay here until 3 in the afternoon if, if people are, are wanting something and they're receiving it. But when we know that we've got a fixed time that we've got to be over here, but Bridget is still praying for an individual and to allow the Holy Spirit that opportunity to work with that person and with Bridget and the team that is sharing so that they can receive all that, that's, that God has for them. I got to be careful not to cut the Holy Spirit off. But yet I got to be responsible to load up our team and get our team over here. So that's, that's a challenge, but it's also a growth opportunity for me. O.C., if you would put up the Genesis 1, 27 and 28. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on earth. So our God is a working God. Our God created, he cultivated, and dominated. And he's calling us to do those very same things. Part of my walk is with the street ministry here, I want to create an environment for people to step up, to step out of their comfort zones. But I also want each and every one of us to be able to flourish, to be fruitful, to multiply. It takes commitment from anybody that's willing to step up, to create and to cultivate. Cultivate, that's an agricultural term to me, growing up in a small farm town in Nebraska. Um, we gotta, we got to work the ground. We got to, um, if it's not getting water, we got to do what we can to get it water. We got to continue to, to prep the, the seed. But God also calls us to dominate. Are we doing that? Not only there, but are we doing it here? In Genesis 2 and 15, God made us stewards over his creation to care for it, to bring it into order to it, and to develop it. To develop it to its full potential for the benefit of mankind and for the glory of God. Jesus is our example. Everywhere he went, things got better. He was a life-giving presence. Are we? Do we speak life when we speak to our children? Do I speak life? When I speak to my wife and I'm frustrated, sometimes not so much. 
But everywhere Jesus went, he spoke life. Not to say that he didn't turn over a few tables, because we know that's true too. But are we speaking life to those that God brings into our life? He created us to be a steward. Are we stewarding over our jobs? Are we sharing Christ at our jobs, in our home, in our community? A couple things to think about. So for me this year, um, I'm going to back up. And twins, you know I love you. And I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm going to say. Because about a year ago, maybe not quite a year ago, I was sitting right over there and you walked up to me and you said, Work it. we get to go on the mission trip with you. And it's like, oh, okay. This is a moving thing, you know, and, and you girls admitted it. You know, it, that walking that we did and you stepped up and you carried things and you worked your tails off. I am blessed by you, honey. I'm blessed by each one of you. But yet, sitting on my shoulder saying, sure. Sure, that's going to work out. We get home, and you girls made me this. It's a stress ball. Now, I don't know if they read it in my, in my demeanor or, or what, but I don't know. It's, it's a balloon, heavy balloon made out of uh, uh, baking soda or something flour, something, but it's, it's, it's pretty neat. I like it. I keep it close. A little, little hairdo don't hurt. But so it's real easy for me to get stressed out, but it's also an opportunity for me to grow. Am I speaking life? I know that day that you, you, you shared that with me, I probably didn't speak life. My face probably even showed it, and I hurt your feelings, and I'm sorry. But I thank you for every bit of the way that you girls stepped up and that you, you have shown an incredible change in your walk with the Lord as well. I thank God for that. I thank God for that. So, guys, there's... There's just an amazing opportunities that lie ahead for each and every one of us. The opportunities start here in our own homes. They go through the church and out into our communities, whichever community that is, into our workplace, into our families, and even our grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Are we speaking life? Are we leaving this place in a better position than what we saw it when we got here? You have so? I didn't ask permission for this. 
so Pastor O.C., if you need to cut the feed now, do so. Um, I invite each and every Spirit Midwest person who went to Tijuana, Mexico to come forward. At the end of every service, we invite people who don't know Jesus Christ to come to the altar and receive him. We also offer ourselves to pray with you. So would Barb and Charlie, Bridget, would you come? Twins? So if there's anybody who is in need of prayer who desires to come forward, we'll be glad to touch and agree with you. If not, we thank you for this opportunity to share about our mission team with you. We thank you for the opportunity to serve the Lord. And uh, we do miss Apostle Moody greatly today because I know uh, we wanted her to be part of this. We miss Miss Angie as well. But God's got them, and we'll continue to keep them in our prayers. So if you're so inclined and you want prayer, please come forward. If there's somebody online that... Um once, once connected, O.C. will put that information up if he hasn't already. Thank you all. Feel free to either come forward for prayer or uh, we'll pray you out right now. Heavenly Father, gracious Lord, you are an amazing God. The name above all names. You come in power. You come in righteousness. You come in love. So, Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunities that lie ahead. We thank you for everyone that made it in the house today and those online. We thank you, dear Lord, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. We want to thank you on today for joining us as we go into the word of God to continue to understand our God-given purpose. If you are wanting more information about New Begins Discipleship Ministries, Please look in our description box for ways to connect with us, whether through our social media outlet or if you're desiring to visit us, whether virtually or in person. We thank you once again. We pray that you have an awesome day and amazing week.